Hello, and welcome to the Dampcast Podcast, episode 7, I believe. Um, I'm your host, Alex, and today with me I have co-host Pablo. Yo. And mediator, Pavone. What's up? And also, the producer, Carlos. Okay. So, what, what do we want to start with today, Pavone? Um, I've been getting a lot of the limelight lately, so you guys could start with sports today if you want. Like any sport? Or like... Not just any sport. We could start with football. Um, Pablo, how about you talk to about us to us about a couple of the games? How about the Ravens versus the Steelers? Uh, so yeah, I'm really excited to talk about the Ravens game, especially since the Ravens won because the Steelers are washed up because oh I called this God. from the beginning. Anyways, we saw early on it it really was a rivalry game that we expected. There were very Did little we? scoring. Did we yeah, expect yeah, that? of course, yeah, because. Well, maybe some people thought the Ravens were a little bit weaker than they were and that the Steelers were a little bit stronger than they were. But if you've been paying attention and you know what you're talking about and you already knew that the Ravens were better than the Steelers, they haven't been able to get it together. And we saw what Joe Flacco looks like if the O-line is healthy and actually protecting him, giving him time. The man threw no interceptions. He threw over 300 yards. And the man... Just pushing down, was pushing the ball down the field. We saw that the Steelers started off early fumbling the ball, and that's that's what led to the Ravens getting the early momentum. But after the Ravens scored two touchdowns, the Steelers showed up. Vance McDonald breaking those tackles. You remember that play? Let me tell you something. I, I know remember you're that praising play. Joe Flacco and all, but what if I tell you the Steelers are the number 30th in defense? How I'm many teams are there in the league? 32. Wow. So... You're praising Flacco about playing against a really bad defense. No interception. Ooh, good job, Flacco. You didn't throw any interceptions this game against a really bad defense. I mean, even if it's against really bad defense, it shouldn't take away from his performance in the game. It shouldn't take away from giving him praise. What is this? What are we doing? He shouldn't get interceptions against a defense that's ranked 30th. That's not something we should be talking about. Good job, Flacco. You did your job, veteran. Super Bowl champion. Good job. There's only one game where he actually threw interceptions. Did you know that? Uh, That was against Cincinnati. He's currently played against Buffalo, Denver, Pittsburgh, and Cincy. And he lit up all of them. So he's been pretty, as some people might say, elite. Did you say he, he what? He fired all of them? He popped off against all those defenses. He was on fire. They couldn't stop. What was his stats? What did he? What did he get? The only bad performance he's had was against Cincy, and he still threw for three hundred and seventy-six passing yards, two touchdowns, two interception, and one fumble. That's terrible. No, it's not. You know what was terrible? Tannehill. That's true. <laughs> Tannehill. You shouldn't have picked him up in fantasy. You got that fantasy QB curse. I never knew a quarterback could get zero points in a fantasy game. You're just lucky he didn't give you negative points like my Minnesota defense did, which put me down nine points early on. Couldn't recover. Kirk Cousins, though, I like that. Kirk Cousins, he popped off, and that's really weird about. I guess the top game. five. Exactly. So he has a complete and total bust meltdown because they couldn't protect him at all in in Buffalo, and then all of a sudden he goes to the Rams. He plays against a line that has. Aaron Donald and Dominic Sue 
all those crazy cornerbacks. That that defense is just loaded, and he popped off. If you if you play fantasy and you know what we're talking about, the man got thirty points. That's Thanks. crazy. Zero to a hundred or zero to thirty, real quick. I guess Brandon Tannehill needs to step his game up. Okay, I'm tired of all you Dolphin fans out there talking about that's my quarterback. That's my quarterback. No, y'all settling for some garbage. He wins you a game by lucky shots, a few throws here. Come on, against what teams? What teams he beat? Yeah, that's what I was saying. The the Dolphins, they've been playing against some lightweight teams. Light. And I knew that going into this game, it was going to be the running game. The running backs were going to be what determined the game, both for the Patriots and for the Dolphins. And after seeing that game, that thing held up. Michelle popped off, started getting all the carries inside. They even gave a couple carries to James White, but it was him and James White, and they just beat the duel of Kenyon Drake and Frank Gore. Biggest bust. Kenyon Drake. There's no love for Drakes in Miami. I just, I don't think you could take a, I don't think you could take a Dolphins player after Jarvis Landry left in the top three rounds. And if you got Drake anywhere in within that range, then there were clearly other running backs that you could get in later rounds that were better than him. Maybe not at the time. They should have gotten a quarterback. Why are they still riding Tannehill? Why are they settling? This They're is not done. settling. They just need to give him an O line. The running backs couldn't get couldn't do anything because the O line couldn't open up holes. And that's against the Patriots. It's better Patriots than the got... one that he had before, though. So what is he doing now? Huh? Hmm? This old line they got is better than the one they had before. So what are they doing now? Well, they got off to a 3-0 and start. Against lightweight teams. True, but they did it. Lightweight. Right. But they did it. You know who else got off to a... And they're going to end up 8-8. Eight and eight. That's fine, but you know who else got went off on a three-game streak? My Houston Texans. I thought you were going to see my homes. Lost nine games straight. We finally got our first win. And I hate to say this, but the Texans are trash, bruh. They, they almost threw that game. A hot, flaming pile of garbage. Our secondary, Jesus Christ. I'm not I'm not gonna blame Tyron Matthew for that late game touchdown that he gave off. Not not late game, uh mid game touchdown against a running back in one on one coverage. There, there looked to be some defensive some defense errors, miscommunication. Miscommunication. There were there was some defensive miscommunication going on in that game, and I guess that's where he had to adjust, try to play it as best he could. Claimed there was a flag there. Man, I got the honey badgers back all the way, but there was no flag. That was just clean one on one, buddy one. No got flag. the touchdown, two feet in. That was clean. I'm not gonna put that against him though. Tyron Matthews still elite. It happens, but, but the rest of the defense, the rest of the defense, especially. Or one, one of our middle linebacker, uh, Zach Cunningham, that we drafted last year in the second round. I, I had so much high expectations for him, him and McKinnon. And then the way he showed up within the past four games, constantly getting burned, leaving his guys open, giving up the short plays. It makes me sick. I had so much expectations for this guy. And he could still make it up. He could still come back, but... I mean, that, that was that, your, your round two pick, of course. Our our other cornerbacks, man, Kareem Jackson, our secondary, it's just, we're just getting destroyed. The D-line, what do we have on the D-line outside of Clowney and J.J. Watt? Reader, Covington, they don't give, we don't have a D-line. No, we have, we have some sort of a D-line. 
we just have no secondary and we have no O line. Okay, Carl, don't, that's it. It's done. They're garbage. Just sum it up as that. They're garbage. Got the first win. Hurrah. Let's move on to the next one. How do you drop a pass, DeAndre Hopkins? How do you drop a game-winning touchdown in overtime? They Thankfully, still won. They still won. They still won. They barely won. They won because the coach didn't want to end in a tie. The coach said, I'm either going to go for the win or hopefully there will be not enough time for them to get the W. Guess what? There was enough time. We got the dub, baby. But I don't like getting a dub that way. <laughs> Literally last second of overtime, almost ending in a draw. No, thank you. This this was too but close of a game. high scoring offense. That's something you should be looking forward to. And then, and then they benched Lamar to. Miller. They benched Lamar Miller. Good. About time. About time. He was doing great. He had good carries. He had good rushing yards. It was a perfect time to run down the clock. And they gave it to Alfred Blue. And look what happened. That, that offense wasn't moving. Nobody else got a touchdown. Fuller was out. Because of an injury. He could have gone back in the game, but they're like, oh, no. How many yards did Lamar Miller get? 49, if I'm not mistaken. How many did Watson get? I don't know. 41. 41. So would you say the Texans? So Lamar Miller is doing good in rushing. He is. How many attempts did he have? 14 carries. 14 carries and 49 yards. That's That's not that bad. That's not that good. It's not great. That's not that good. But it's not bad. You add. Watson did that in six. 41 in six. He's a quarterback. Of course he could. He's a mobile quarterback that could run. Linebackers aren't covering him. They're not putting QB contain on him. So he's just getting out. He's just getting out of the pocket, making plays when everything, when everyone is covered, when the linebackers are all over the place, he sees a weakness and he takes it. That's what every quarterback by the way. On how many carries? On 13. So he wasn't doing bad either. He had one less carry than Lamar, and he had almost 10 less yards than he than Lamar did. You put Lamar back in the game. You don't put Blue in that game. Blue is trash. What if, Blue, this, what if Lamar was tired, man? It was overtime. They didn't have him the whole fourth quarter. They didn't play him at all since the fourth quarter. I don't know, man. Can and Lamar at that point, you, use, you, get the, you get Lamar Miller, you give him the ball, he runs down the clock, gets you a couple first downs underneath, but they kept putting themselves in negative position. And it, it it was just it was just a mess of a game. No. You know what wasn't a mess of a game? The Bears. The Bears got a quarterback. The Bears got a defense, and the Bears are hungry, man. That man, Trubisky, five touchdowns in one half. He played against a weak secondary. I honestly. I mean, yes, the Bucks. <laughs> what 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 comes down with the Bears, and I think Bears fans should be excited for this reason. They have an elite defense. That's just what it is. It, they're young, but they're gonna be elite. We saw what elite defenses could do. We saw the Denver Broncos elite defense carried a washed Number up Peyton Manning in his now. last years, where he was just throwing ducks all over the place. We saw the Seattle Seahawks. They had an elite quarterback in Russell West in Russell Wilson, and they had Marshawn Lynch running all over the place. Beast, beast mode. mode. So, Jinx. so knock on wood, baby. Anyways, beast they mode. had an elite defense, and that's what took them all the way to the Super Bowl, and that's what made them win. That's what helped them win. And I see that in Chicago, they have an elite defense. They have two good running backs in the Howard, who's in between the tackles, grind it out. And then we have Cohen, who's kind of like 
the gadget player that could just do just about anything could go get you returns. A cheap, uh, a poor man's Camaro, one would say. I wouldn't go that far. He's small. He catches. Camaro isn't small. Very small. No, and he's over you? six foot. He's around six foot up. Let's fact check this. You could. I played Madden, so I know what I'm talking about. But I thought you both played Madden. No, no. I play play Madden. He he sometimes gets hot. Anyways, Cohen, th- th- this team is gonna get as far as Trubisky could take him. Because he's five ten. He's five ten. Camaro. Five ten. Yes. Uh, okay. Anyways, <laughs> so I'm positive so he's, he's six small. foot. So he's small. Nah, that man's six foot. He's Anyways. five ten. I've seen him. He doesn't look six feet tall. I look at him and I'm like, he looks like Isaiah Thomas. Alvin Kamara. Yes, I've seen him. He looks like Isaiah Thomas, and now this confirms it. Five ten. I gotta see him in person. I don't believe that. Anyways, they also said KD was six nine at some point, and now everyone's saying he's seven foot tall. He's taller than Boogie Cousins. No, that was that was wrong because KD. Is supposed to, he didn't want to be as like labeled that tall, and look at right here, NFL stats got a five ten height, and ain't no way that man's grown to six feet right now. Stranger things have happened. Come on, man. That's it. You already I already told you he's a poor okay. man's Camara. We could go with that. Sure, if you want to. They're small. They well, catch. not really. Look, also look at Camara. He could actually handle. 20-plus carries. I don't think Cohen could handle that. He's a that. poor man's Camaro. Why don't you get about the term poor? If you want to say poor man's, you could go to Christian McCaffrey. You could say that's a poor man's Camaro. And even then, that's not really all that poor, is it? No, it's not. That's why we. That's why I didn't say that. But the thing is, he's poor in the sense he can't get a touchdown. Like Julio. Just like Julio. Did you see the Bengals game, by the way? Yeah, I yeah. did. You did? No, I didn't. I'm just... uh, why are you bringing my hopes up? Actually, I think that he went to this concert. What was it? Who was the guy you wanted to go see? I went to go see Troy Sivan in concert. Troy Sivan? Yes. Troy's who? Is he High School Musical, Troy? He is not Troy Bolton. He is Troy Sivan. Who is he? He's a singer. He's He just released an album and... I went to see him on his tour. Does he have any popular songs? He doesn't. He's pretty... Oh. He's he's not super on the map. Like, you've probably heard a song by him in passing, but, like, I wouldn't say he's, like, a super known artist, but I like him. Were the concert tickets cheap? Yeah, it was, like, ten bucks. Ten oh, bucks? That's, that's how you know. That's yeah. how you know they haven't made it yet. Yeah, I mean, like, he's on his second album, and I would... I would... I mean, it's not a stretch, but his first album was a lot better than what he just put out, because... Think of it this way, like you know how Lil Wayne kept delaying the Carter Five until it finally came out. Don't compare him to Lil Wayne, please. Well, I'm talking about in the sense that he kept delaying the album until it finally came out. Right. right. He kind of kept doing the same thing, except um, Troy Sivan's latest album was only ten songs, so he made people wait like two years and turned it into two and a half for ten songs. Were they a bop? Like half of them were, and the other half was him like sad. At least he ain't delaying it like Kanye. <laughs> we need Yandi for Yandi. No, actually, nah, he could keep it. I'm done with Kanye. <laughs> Kanye can keep whatever comes out of his mouth. We don't want it. He's canceled. I don't. I don't know. Uh, I think as long as he continues to drop good music, then we'll listen to him. Personally, I don't think that's he's a dropped, personal statement. I, I, don't, I don't think, think yeah, people would agree like, with that. Like, well, I don't know about if it's good music. Like, people like his song with Lil Pump, but that's not because oh. it is an amazing song. Right. 
Well, I don't believe that Kanye has dropped a lot of good songs. Like I was going to say, there are some decent songs that he dropped, and then most of them are trashed. I personally don't listen to Kanye all that much because I thought most of his songs. You listen to a lot of good music. That's why. I listen to a couple. I only listen to good music. I don't like listening to the trash. And I don't true. listen you to all the music. You know that's not true. You know that's not absolutely Of course true it is. That depends on the perspective. Who considers what good music? Certain people that only listen to jazz would listen to this type of music and Shout be like, out to Kevin. this music is trash. That's not true. A lot of people would think that. How well, could you say that's people, not true? Just because you like jazz doesn't mean you could think something else is trash. Well, there you are like people radio that do. music that's overhyped and overplayed but that's you and now you're poppy. but that's you personally I'm, other people feel different ways and you can't tell them how to think or i'm how telling they can you think. that you're gonna lose this argument it's not an argument i'm just telling you what some people radio think. music is bad music radio music if radio music was bad then a lot of drake is bad too yeah and you're right that's true a lot of drake's music is garbage dude just because a song is on the radio doesn't make it a bad song yeah it does there are songs that like overlap, kind of like how there's like popular movies that go and okay, win yeah, there is some songs that overlap, but the fact if you if you, the majority of music out of curiosity, yeah, can you name one? Name one what? A song that you would consider, in your opinion, I'm, yeah, and I'm not saying it, can you right. expert, but a song that is popular. Any Bruno Mars song. So you're saying any Bruno Mars song. That's on the radio is a good song because every song Bruno Mars makes. But then that's good. on the radio and you just said no, all no, the music on the radio was trash. No, wait, no, wait. no. So in your opinion, you're saying that every Bruno Mars song. That's on the radio is good. Is good. Yeah. Beyond, like, they're good. Yeah. Like, that's the one that overlaps that we're talking about. Those are the songs that overlap. Every song by Bruno Mars? Yep. So you're telling me that Kanye, the founder of good music, and producing any good music. So if I hear J. Cole... If I hear J. Cole on the radio, that's trash? Am I just supposed to believe now? They played Folding Clothes on the radio by J. Cole. Yes, and what, you know what? What kind they, of radio do you listen to? And they also... I'm telling you that they did on the radio. They who is they? The radio. Tell us. What radio? Tell us, DJ Khaled. Who is you they? You think I'm going to be shutting out some radio stations right now? I'm going to pay for that. You just said the music was trash, yeah. so... Expose them. You're not. You're not shouting them out. You're exposing them for having trash music. There was a handful of radio stations playing fold, folding clothes. Okay. Live. And there was also a handful of radios that were putting out the one. They were overplaying it, mind you, because I switched like three different radios what song? and I kept hearing the same one. I don't know the name of the song. It's a very popular J Cole song, so I'm probably gonna get some flack for this. The one that goes. Fool me one time. Okay, but no that's one models. of the songs. That's there one of the go. songs that overlaps. We've agreed on that. If if your entire taste, if your entire taste of music is radio songs, and if your not, entire taste of music is rap and hip hop, then you have nowhere to speak either. That's not my entire taste of music. Then tell us more, Alex. Okay, I like rock. I like old school jams. So if we were to go through your phone, you're telling me we'll be seeing a lot of that. Yes. Or are you referring to like your middle school days when everybody listened no, to that? No, I still shit? listen to a whole bunch of 80s and 90s music. That's Rocky. Which would fall under rock, which yeah. is what he said. Yeah. He said rap or hip hop. And then he added rock at the end, right? Or did I mishear that? No, you misheard that. He said rap or hip hop. Yeah, only. he said rap or hip hop only. And, uh, and, only. and. I could be down with some of the pop songs. It's just the thing is, like I said, can I the can radio? I, can I wait, wait, wait. wait I the really radio, the radio. Listen, listen, listen. The radio, to. Lady Gaga. Listen, the what radio. What Lady Gaga? The old school Lady Gaga. 
first three albums, Lady Gaga. That's it. But listen, here's the thing. The so radio, the radio school. picks, the radio picks, the worst pop songs, the artist puts out, and that the makes a perspective. Picks, the radio picks the, the most pop demanding songs. songs. Yes, no, the, most the demanding radio songs. picks the pop songs that they have the rights to. When the artists release them at singles, radios are allowed to play them. Okay, okay, that's my point. The artist doesn't know how to pick the song. So it's not the radio then. All right then. Well, that's what I'm saying. Songs played through the radio are usually garbage. Can you tell me that in the pop, like you, you're into the pop scene? Sure. Would you say any song, or like the majority of songs that come out through this as singles, are your favorite songs in an album? Uh, I would say. Come on, there'd probably be like a couple, like maybe like two, but that's that's the overlapping. So that's like what I'm if telling I'm, like, you. If I'm gonna think about like songs on the radio, like okay, like if I'm gonna think an album, like Sweetener. Two of my favorite songs are God is a Woman and No Tears Left to Cry. Voice Notes by Charlie Puth. One of my favorite songs is Done For Me. Like, Reputation. Like, don't like Look What You Made Me Do, but I do love so Ready you, For you would say and those Endgame are like the best Delicate. songs in the album? Literally. Because some artists know what songs they should put out. But again, that's my opinion. I think the artists I just named made good choices in the songs they picked. Like for example, besides Look What You Made Me Do. Because, like, for example, like, Kiki, Do You Love Me? Like, In My Feelings? That sounds garbage, bro. Straight booty. And on the radio, I don't. I hear Kiki instead of nonstop more on the radio. Nonsense. But you also got to think about what they can put on the radio. You think they can put nonstop on the? radio? I'm not blaming the radio. This is. I love the radio. This is not. This is not a slap to the face of the radio. All I'm saying it sure is, how it sounds like it. This Honestly. is all I'm saying is the songs that are played through the radio, like the singles, because because there's old school. There's radios that do old school music, mm-hmm, jazz, alternative. But I'm talking about one one hundred. The hits, today's most wanted songs. Yeah. Or yeah, I don't listen to those. Power ninety seven. Like that. Power 96? Yeah, they didn't want to shout him out. I mean, like... That's all. That's my opinion. Power 97, though. That's so my in a way, opinion. you're still kind of shouting them out. No, I'm not. Anyways. Well, you're shouting out Power 97. You know Wherever wanna, they may be. You want to know who I want to shout out? Willie Lutz for the Saints. That's who I want to shout out. 19 points, man. Word? 19. 19 of them things. That man put in the work. And they still got the dub. That's why Kamara shouted him did, out after the game. The dub. The Saints are for real. Well, then may I ask you a question that you asked me earlier? How good is their competition? They play pretty. They play pretty decent teams. Well, I could tell you one thing: your kicker played against, or the kicker you brought up, Will Lutz, played against a Giants team that honestly can't get much going in terms of the offense. They they had an amazing week. I would say no. Nah, I wouldn't say amazing. I had. I would say they had a decent week last week against my Houston Texans, which are trash. So uh, I question. I, I I question how for real they are when they, they play played against the, these. They trash played teams. the Bucks, and they lost against his Magic. But Drew Brees, you know, four hundred thirty nine yards. Well, we all know Drew Brees is legit. All right, I guess that's true. All right. They beat Cleveland in overtime, 21-18. to 18. And that Cleveland defense is for real. For real, as in giving up 45 points to the Oakland Raiders last week in OT to lose the game. But now, I do want to get into this game, though. We saw one missed call that day. Yeah, the uh, 25th. The one where they had him in the grasp. 
I, I think that's that's the rule that they made. The defensive player had him in his grasp, and he didn't bring him down. So, like, they kind of just kept him up. But the thing was, as soon as the defensive player came, he knocked the ball out of Derek Carr's hand. So, when they said, oh, this is in the grasp, they couldn't overturn it because that was a call on the play. Uh, that was a call on the field, but... That that was a big mistake. That was a clear fumble, as clear as it gets, and Cleveland doesn't lose that game if this happens. Cleveland doesn't lose the game also if in your own within the twenty, how are you gonna throw how are you gonna make a pass play that close to your own goal line when you have a rookie quarterback and Nick Chubb just blew off for like three carries and over a hundred yards, two TDs. Yeah, Talk about right. efficiency. So if you have two running backs and Carlos Hyde and Nick Chubbs that could do that, why are you going to put your quarterback in that position? Honestly, you could probably just run it three times. Literally. Maybe not even get Honestly. maybe not not even get the not even get the first down. And why didn't they do that? Why didn't they do that? Their head coach. Maybe he trusted Mayfield. I understand that you why, think Wouldn't Mayfield you trust him? Wouldn't you trust him? When the game's on the line like that with the lead I Why just not? told you. Well, look at look at what happened in Houston, for example. They put it on Deshaun, and how did that game end? We went to overtime, and almost the same exact thing happened. We would have lost that game had we not gotten a couple lucky calls and had the coach, head coach not made a very questionable call that ended up costing them the game. Yeah, Thankfully, like, when the game is on the line, like it's not a time for trusting your players. It's a time for... It's a time for logic. It's a time for knowing what's the best course of action to take. Right, Pablo? Yes. Now, in order to do that, you have to have a certain degree of trust in your players and a certain degree of lack of trust in other players. Lack of trust. And even even if you trust Baker Mayfield, which I think they should, especially going forward, he's still a rookie quarterback. He already threw for one interception in that game, had, had some fumbles, so I just... You just run the ball in that scenario. Run the clock as much as you can. If you get a first down, great. If you don't, that's fine. But you don't put a pick. You don't give up a pick in your own territory that close to the goal line. They gave up a pick in their own territory? Yep. And not even not not even like deep out, like around the 50. It was, it was right near the goal line, around the 10-yard line. Like, come on, man. I forgot I had to mention this to you. Earl Thomas. And yeah. the injury. Yeah. And that middle finger. Yep. To the team, to the coaching staff, to that to the president, to the owner, to the owner's wife, to everybody. Everybody. That's a bit far. I think he was just flipping off the sideline at the moment. I everybody, think it meant more than that. Every but teammate, you get the bird. You get the bird. I don't know about all that. A lot of teammates were there supporting him. That's you clowning right now, but it, in all seriousness, with what happened with Earl Thomas and the middle finger, I, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised that he felt that way because he did call it, essentially. That's why he didn't want to show up for a while. He wanted to get a guaranteed contract that will take care of I'm him tired in of that, case bro. of an injury. I'm tired of it. Honestly. Can, can you fill in um, those of us who chose to not watch the game with this middle finger nonsense? Is? Oh, yeah. Go ahead, Pablo. Tell right. Me. So... And this all leads back to the beginning of the season when he took um, his leave from the team. He, he was kind of on an on-strike thing because he wanted to extend his contract, make it some guaranteed money because he's a top safety in the game and he deserved to be paid like Do you that. know what guaranteed money is? Guaranteed money? Yeah. That's like the thing that you were talking about earlier where he was like, even if he's on the bench, he's getting paid. 
kind yeah. of thing? Kind of, but like in the NFL, they could just cut you, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you get injured, they could just cut you from the contract. Well, right? they can't cut you right away, but essentially after you come back, they could release you or even then that might damage how much money you could earn in free agency if your team decides to let you go. Okay, so that could cost you millions. In the NFL, they could basically, they could, if you have signed a five-year contract, they could still cut you, right? But the guaranteed money, even if they cut your contract, you're still going to get paid that amount of money. Even if they cut you from the team? Even if they cut you from the team. Okay. That contract, that guaranteed money that they give you, you still get it. Even if you're injured, even if you're not playing a game, you're still getting paid. In the NBA, everything's guaranteed. You sign a contract, they're going to give you that money. There's no way, unless they buy you out. But that's a different situation. Okay. In the NFL... They have to. They don't have to give you guaranteed money, and if they do, it doesn't even have to be that high. With a game like this, where everybody gets injured and everybody's dying on the on the field, you think that they offer guaranteed money because a player is literally putting their body on the line. So it's like Earl Thomas got injured, and then they carting him off, and he stuck the bird out. But going back into to this management team. thing, to his team, you you also. To, to the sideline, to his bench, yes. Um, you also have to understand that it's also a business. Same thing in sports. It's a business. You look at what Danny Ainge has done recently, trading a lot of star players to get all those picks. Now all those picks are coming to fruition. Trading away Isaiah Thomas after everything he did for that organization. No matter where you go in sports, whether it's basketball or football, it's always going to be a business. And that's what we fans, sometimes it hurts us. Sometimes we lash out at the players. Sometimes the players lash out at the management. Sometimes the they lash the day, out at the umpires. For baseball, yes. Or and, tennis. Or tennis. <laughs> but listen, listen, I get that, all right? I get that it's a business, but that, that, that comes with trades, not with guaranteed money. Especially in a sport where all these players are retiring in their early 30s. Because they can't handle the injuries and they can't handle being tackled every single game. Except for Tom Brady. He doesn't get tackled very often. He throws himself on the floor. You'd be surprised how often he gets tackled. Anyways. But that's what I'm saying. You have these players, right, that are getting injured. And what what are, what are they playing for once they get once they get injured? They have no, they're not going to get a good contract that they would have because they're now injured. That's not always true. But that's more likely than not. The, that's more often than not the case, because as as you go through this, as you go through an injury, let's say you have a couple years into your contract. Like let's say you maybe have two years left. You get this whole year off. You come back. You show that you could do it. You come out of free agency. Let's say you don't resign with the team. You're gonna make money. You're gonna make bank. And from a management point of view, I think it's smart that they didn't give Earl Thomas that guaranteed money if they're unsure about having him in that organization for the future. If they wanna, if they wanna keep him like as a f- face of their defense, they had to give him that money. So the fact that they didn't, they already had their sub- suspects. I don't know how you could, considering how good he is. I don't understand. Wait, some some might say he's the best safety in the NFL, though. Are you gonna tell me that he doesn't deserve guaranteed money that way when you're one of the best in the NFL to be doing what you're doing? I think that you're gonna pay in part because I think for otherwise. people to show up. So, something I'm surprised they gave Odell Beckham Jr. that much money, but then again, Odell Beckham Jr. is significantly younger, almost ten years younger than Earl Thomas, um, and 
if, if I'm not mistaken, I believe Earl Thomas is already in his 30s, early, very early 30s. Um, so for that, ultimately, they they just need to make a business decision, and that's what they did. And we've seen them make questionable decisions, or rather, we started questioning their He's decisions. He's 29. He's also 5'10". At the, at the defensive back positions, you could be 5'10 and still be a beast. We've seen that often. That's no surprise. But honestly... I'm just saying they have a lot in common. Can we get to talking about Kyrie Irving or not? Do you want to talk about Kyrie Irving? I want to talk about that nonsense that you mentioned earlier. Oh, Pavone didn't know about Kyrie Irving and his theories. Um, I don't know. I'm pretty sure most of us know this by now. But Kyrie Irving believes or believed the earth was flat as of 2017. He mentioned it, that the earth is flat. And he still thinks that? No. Um, recently, he went to some event where he was with a science professor. And he completely apologized for saying the earth was flat. Even though he was mentioned previously that... All we get taught in school is something we, we need to research and all that because we, we can't trust what we're taught. So he's apologizing to this professor in front of, like, a whole bunch of people. And it's because he's afraid of standing in front of somebody with a Ph.D. and trying to tell them that the earth is flat. So this is the professor with Kyrie talking right now. So, I don't think he completely said he doesn't believe the earth is flat. I mean, then why would he be apologizing? He's just saying that that should have been an intimate conversation and that he should have apologized because he didn't realize that that could have effects on other people's perception. So, he's not really apologizing for thinking the earth is flat? No. he's a, From what I heard, he's apologizing. Because he was put on blast. Exactly. And because... He does. He realized the growth that other people may be affected by the fact that he's having this theory. Right, but know, is it theories. the other people that he cares about or himself? I don't know because did you hear at the end he said I was this big theory guy that was telling people oh these are my conspiracies whatever whatever I guess now he's more open minded to new ideas such yeah. as the Earth is yeah not people flat. change once the world is watching and also he has he has a lot of young fans 
so imagine that like one day going to school and then you're a teacher and then one of your students say he's like hey the world is flat what what are you talking about that's not what i taught you yeah but kyrie irving said the world was flat so i'm gonna listen to kyrie irving because kyrie irving said it and that's what he said with the teacher that a whole bunch of teachers came up to him saying hey you have to change the curriculum of teaching because of you now they have to add why is the world isn't flat but that's what I'm saying. He's just apologized. He's not saying he believes the earth isn't flat. He's just saying he apologizes for the effect it might have taken for him saying that. How about we bring the spotlight back to my favorite thing in the world, when Pablo talks about sports. So when let's talk football, about that. Football. When he talks about football. How about you save that for another podcast? Let's talk about the Bengals-Falcons game. Thank you, Pablo. I really want to talk about, especially of that really last want to talk about drive. Football games. I want him to talk about I, it. I re- Get to it. It's my favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> Just that last play, going down on fourth down for AJ Green to get targeted and come up with that touchdown. I was shocked. They they stole that win, and that that last play was just amazing. I just had to comment on that. It it kind of bothered me that it came down all the way to fourth down, the last play of the game. If they miss that. That's it. They lose. If they make it, they might still lose, but they're probably going to win. And they did, and that was That's the story. That was though. just really good. More importantly, for my fantasy team than the actual team, because I really don't give a fuck about the Bengals. But Same. I have A.J. Green, and I have Gio Bernard, so I'm not complaining. Andy, Dan- Andy Dalton's just trying to help with A.J. Green. Okay, I guess he takes it. He believes that is the case. <laughs> do, do you? Because I believe it's the case. But do you, Pablo? I mean, if I had A.J. Green, John Ross. Well, actually, I don't know about that. Tyler Boyd? Mm, they have weapons. The thing Tyler is, Eifert. they again, they, ha- they had Tyler Eifert. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to get into that. Uh, they had a couple. We- for those of you that don't know, Tyler Eifert. I'm just going to say that. Disgusting injury. And like, you look that up on your own if you want. Don't even look at it. That's disgusting. Anyways. He's probably retiring after this season. You know how many surgeries that guy's got? Too many. Too many. That's but, a way to get around not knowing the exact number. <laughs> that being said, though, eight, the Dolphins just don't have the O-line for it. And I don't know if he'll be able to do that in Cincy, but looking at how Cincy has been able to keep Andy Dalton upright for most of the season and how they're actually able to get their running game going, whereas Miami isn't, then I think maybe Tannehill could have success in that system just because of the O-line. And I think that's the only thing Miami has been missing, and they have some pieces, but they just can't get it together. So are you saying that the games would be coming together a lot better if Tannehill just had a different O-line? It has to do a lot with cohesion because they've had a couple of good of their O-linemen healthy at the same time, but when they didn't have all of them healthy, they performed horribly. When all of them were amazing, J.O.J. runs for 200 yards twice. So... It's just about the cohesion, and I don't understand. I think that has more to do with the coaching staff. I don't understand how you can't get your O-line right when you had that many good players, and they still have solid players in their O-line, but they're missing pieces. So at what point do you stop blaming the missing pieces and you start blaming the offensive line coach? Look at New England, for example. They don't have great O-linemen, but their coaching's on point, and, the, and some people say, hey, look, Brady doesn't get hit. That's not the truth. But that's what people say. That's how people see it because they think that O-line is going to work regardless. So I don't understand why they can't do that in Miami when they have the pieces to do it. 
And I say that reflects more on their coaching staff, which ultimately hinders Tannehill's development because he can't get the ball off in time. Or the running backs can't get a lane open to run through. So Tannehill is just Andy Dalton without A.J. Green? No, Tannehill is Andy Dalton without an O-line. It always comes back to the O-line. He can make the plays with the receivers, but if he doesn't have an O-line, he just doesn't have the time to do it. The running backs can't break out, make plays. And there are very few elite running backs that can do that without an O-line. That being said, I don't believe Kenyon Drake is an elite running back. Gore is past his prime. They, they just can't make a play without the O-line giving them at least a hole to run through. And again, that goes... To me, that falls on the coaching staff. Whatever I tell you this season, Tannehill's only got insect one more time than Andy Dalton. That's impressive. But at the end of the day, the running backs can't get through. And then he's either just going to have to throw away the ball and not get anything or get sacked or forced to play. What if I tell you that in 2016, Andy Dalton got sacked 41 times and Ryan Tannehill got sacked 29 times? How many games did Ryan Tannehill play that season? These are things we have to take into consideration. And you're talking about 2016. We're in 2018, 2019 season where they might have had a new coach. Yeah, if I'm going to make an informed decision on football, i got to have all the facts down, man. Okay, so in 2015, Andy Dalton played 13 games. Tannehill played 16 games. Tannehill got sacked 45 times. Andy Dalton got sacked. 57. No, I lied. 20 times. The year after that, Andy Dalton played 16 games, got sacked 41 times. Uh, Tannehill got played 13 games and got sacked for a total of 29 times. So, Andy Dalton got sacked almost double what Tannehill did that In season. 2016, right? In 2016. When, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that was a year that Ajay made the Pro Bowl. That's when he had 200 yards. That's when the O-line, at times, was completely healthy, and they were monsters. And that's what I want to get back to. He had that healthy O-line. He had that good O-line, and that's why he stayed upright. And that's why they were able to make the playoffs. Tannehill threw for 2,995 yards. Andy Dalton threw for 4,206. Double. And he got sacked almost twice as much. They had to rely on him. What else can you say? They had to rely on him. If Tannehill has A.J. Green, he had the same stat. That's the problem. That's what I'm telling you. Look, there goes your flawed argument. saying that The O-line this, the O-line that. We just saw Andy Dalton get sacked twice. As much as Tannehill played less games than Tannehill, or nah, played three more, and got double, double the yards Tannehill did. Okay. And you don't. So where's the O line? Where's the O line? Yeah. Because the running game is taking off, which is why the Dolphins made the playoffs. If you have an O line, you don't need to pass it that much. You can, but you don't need to because they're opening holes for your running back. And ultimately, the more your running back gets going, the less you have to do. Just like the Dolphins game against the Patriots. Sony Michelle, James White, popped off. Brady didn't have to do much. He just had to make the right plays. And he did. That's the difference of having a good O-line. You have more versatility. 
you could run, you could pass. But if you don't have an O-line, your running game isn't going to get going. I believe Jeremy Hill was injured that year, if I'm not mistaken. Joe? Yeah, they only had Giovanni Bernard. And Giovanni Bernard is, is more of a pass-catching threat. He could run between the tackles. Trust me, I got him on a fantasy team. I know. But he can't. He's mostly dependent on being a receiving back. And unless he has a good O-line that he does now, he's not going to be able to do much on the run game if that O-line isn't opening up holes for him. Opening up holes. And that about wraps up all the sports I can handle for this podcast. Um, so, a couple things. First, uh, he'll probably never hear this, but like, Troy Savan, I loved your Bloom tour. I was not excited for your concert, but you I ended up blowing me away. What do you mean, what am I talking about? We already talked about him. I know, but I wanted to give him a shout out because I wasn't excited for that concert, man. But, um, he, you know, he changed my mind. Uh, the, I wasn't too hyped about the album, but, like, I went to the show and I was blown away. Second, I want to give a congratulations to the Oscars committee. You know, all 90 old white guys, the five women, and, like, the four black guys and one Asian guy to show racial diversity. They finally pulled their heads out of their asses <laughs> and got rid of the popular film category that they decided to throw up into the air. Because I don't know if you guys heard about that. No. But they decided to make a brand new category for Oscars called popular film category. So what is that? Like the most talked about film? So basically what? films that like Sells normal people like that don't put people to sleep, they could get an Oscar too. And people were arguing that there are films that are that are both popular and could win Oscars. Like what? What movie? Like Marvel superhero movies? I'm I'm no, I'm not making any claims about any movies, but like it is true that there are movies that like are like huge box office successes and can still win Oscars. Like Avatar. Like the Blue People Avatar. Or yeah, like the Avatar. <laughs> Avatar. I'm definitely yeah, yeah. the Blue People Avatar. Yeah. <laughs> or like Titanic. Um, yeah. Or like they, they um. I'm pretty sure they won the Oscar for Celine Dion song. Speaking of which, Deadpool might be nominated for an original song. Um, Oscar. With um, I that's don't know. what they're getting nominated for. Uh, for a song, Did Celine Dion. Celine Dion made a song for Deadpool too. Uh, I don't know if you knew, but Oscar um, winner. Yeah, Deadpool might win MVP. an Oscar. So, so what you're saying is Celine Dion is in terms to music what The Rock is in terms to franchise. Pretty you much. You get them, and you're gonna and you're gonna make money. Maybe yeah. even get an Oscar. Yeah, out pretty of it. much. The Rock is wow. getting washed though. He's not what he used to be. He's a, he's showing up in too many movies. It's. He's not picking and choosing what movies to to show up. He just goes in all of them. He he would be Kevin Hart. He he is. He's doing the same no, thing but, Kevin Hart is doing. Is, but the thing is, if Kevin Hart was at a higher level, and that's saying something because he's reached huge heights. Like that's because of longevity, though. The The Rock has been around since like the nineties. Kevin Hart. Remember, he was a wrestler. Yeah, The Rock has been around for for years. Kevin Hart started like maybe what ten years ago that he started getting the limelight. That's, like, not even half what The Rock's been through in the industry. Yeah, but Kevin Hart's also been at it for 20 years. And I'm not saying this to diss Kevin Hart, because I'm a Kevin Hart fan, and I like The Rock back then. I don't know about his current movies, but I like The Rock back then, and I like Kevin Hart. So I'm not saying this to bag on them. Yeah, you I'm said just that twice this. already. You want to say it one more time? Well, for good luck, yeah. Let's yeah, well, I what I really want to dive into is Cardi B, because yet again... Homegirl finds herself in the freaking headlines. And y'all want to know why Is this she time... she winning an Oscar too? She ain't winning an Oscar. Um, but she has been charged. Okay, keep going. <laughs> so, uh... Charged with what? With what? Okay, so she's been charged with uh, misdemeanor assault. Um, Did she throw the shoe? 
No. Yikes. This is unrelated to her scuffle with Nicki Minaj. Uh, um, did she get another bump? No. So I'll get to that. So basically, Migos was having a concert in New York as they're in New York as part of the leg of the tour with um Drake. And uh, what what tour? I don't know. I live in Miami. I don't know what tour you're talking. The about. tour that you were going to that got postponed. Post Malone. No man, Drake. Right, that tour. Yeah, that tour. We're not talking about that tour. It didn't okay. happen. Well. I'm talking about not in Miami, that, but it happened elsewhere. I'm talking about that talking about. tour and how it's currently in the Northeast, and basically they're all in New York. Migos was throwing a show on, um, on one of their off days. Cardi B's hometown. Probably. Yeah. So Cardi B, you know, went to show up, support her husband Offset, and apparently at one point Cardi B started throwing things, and when I mean things, I mean chairs. To who? To people. In, to people in the audience. Now we don't know why. Wait, but wait. People in the audience, yeah, like the the goers, the concert goers. Yes, because oh no God. one really knows the details, but um, a couple of the articles that I found online just shows that Cardi B um was seen throwing chairs and other smaller objects, but like the big thing being you chairs. You can't be doing that, bro. Yeah, and you two of the concert goers that. are suing. Um, and according to um their um legal representative, um nine other people um were involved in that. Okay, two things. One. Secure the bag. Okay. I mean, shout out to Cardi for being Cardi, but you got money now, so you can't be doing that stuff. And to those people, get your money up. You know what I'm saying? Honestly. And two. I bet you I know what Cardi. I bet you Cardi knows what you're saying. There's. Cardi's too big right now to be doing things like that. What are you doing? Throwing chairs at pedestrians. People you don't need. This is not Nicki Minaj. Okay. This is. People that literally will sue if they slip and fall in a supermarket. You know what I'm saying? You're throwing chairs at them. That doesn't even... Okay, maybe you have the money to pay them. But the headlines, the bad press you're going to get because of that? Come on. This is... She needs to rebrand, okay? She needs to find better people to surround herself with. Like, I get that she has this feisty little persona, but you can't be doing that anymore. It's yeah. not it's not fun in games like that. I mean, she is who she was on when she was on Love and Hip Hop. You yeah, can't just like turn a switch off and switch. She needs better management. Is what I'm saying. True. She needs people to look at why is she why is she around? Maybe they tried her, right? Why is she around those people? Why is she not VIP backstage? And why or of all like things that? to do? Do you throw chairs at them? Cause you crazy. <laughs> she likes throwing things. I think it's a Latina in her. Well. Okay, one, true, and two, um, I mean, like, she's kind of been, like, a little bit all over the place lately. I mean, like, in terms of, like, the Cardi B-Nicki Minaj scuffle, not saying that Nicki Minaj won, like, physically, but, like, if you're looking at who benefited from that scuffle, Nicki Minaj was the one that benefited from that. And if Because you're lo- bad press, uh, uh, it gets to a point that bad press is bad, not good. Because every get press is good, apparently, but mm-hmm. it gets to a point where you're so big that Bad press just does bad at this point. Right. So at this point, something like this, it's it's just not really doing anything for her. Um, but, you know, uh, she was released um, taking a desk appearance ticket. So she's expected back um, for a later um, arraignment date. Um, so for now, she's free. But, um, you know, no, no further action has been taken with her. But again, like the other nine people involved in the incident could also press charges. That They're going to secure the bag. You know that Cardi B... Yeah, uh, uninvited by Rihanna's by Rihanna and her uh, diamond bowl or whatever. That Rihanna threw this little diamond ball thing, and she uninvited Cardi B after that whole Nicki Minaj incident. That's what I'm letting you know. If this is ha- if that happened with Nicki Minaj, 
just because of that, imagine when she's attacking people that aren't in the industry with her. It just gets to the point where it's like, can you really trust this person to be in a place with other people that are probably going to see something negative to her? Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to give you guys a whole psych eval on, like, Cardi B, but, like, I think she should know that, like, even if she has one killer album that's, like, been, like, soaring this past year, like, it doesn't make you untouchable. Even then, I get it. This is part of who she is, but you got to understand that behavior will only take you so far, and at some point... Depending on what heights you reach, it will only drag you down. And a lot of people do music to get out of the hood and everything, or they're really passionate about it, and that's their way out. And she made it. She's making money, and she still claims where she's from. She's still there. But you've reached a new height. People want to work with you. People think you're for real. Fans think you're for real. There's a lot of things going on all at once. And for you to be acting out like this, like you said, to the fans, it's one thing if it's in your own music industry, you'll thrive off of that more often than not. This is not one of those cases. You do not just attack multiple fans like that. And they were probably testing her. They probably wanted to be like, oh, bet you're not about to life. Ha, bitch, bet. And guess what? She is, and that's going to drag her down eventually. Yeah, like, as we were saying, uh, I think she just needs to be clear with what she, with where she wants to be in the music industry. Like, you know... People remember when Miley Cyrus decided to switch up her career and release bangers and when she was naked on the wrecking ball. People remember that. She made it clear that she didn't want to be the little kid music star anymore. Same thing with, like, Rihanna when she said in an interview that she's not trying to be a role model. She's just being her making music. Like, she just needs to be clear with where she wants to be in the industry. And until then, it's going to keep affecting her. And, you know, maybe this this scuffle is going to be a wake-up call for her. So, we kind of messed up. Because it wasn't in the concert that she got into a fight with people. It was in a strip club. Yeah, where they were performing. They were performing at a strip club? Yeah. Wow. So she's fighting at a strip club. Like, not her performing. Like, Migos was performing. Oh. She was there. I thought she got off the pole or something. No, no, no. <laughs> she's She don't... She don't dance no more. She makes money moves. Listen, I just don't understand. Look, Tell I, don't, them, I know you don't like Takashi 6 9 but... He's doing something that Cardi needs to to view and just see. He stopped doing that bullshit stuff that he's traveling around town trying to mess with people. He's trolling on the internet where it's safe to troll. But he's not doing that thing where he's trying to like meet up with people. After that whole altercation with the kid that he grabbed by the neck or whatever, he's kind of mellowed down. Maybe Cardi B takes this into account. She goes, you know what, maybe I need to mellow down too. Maybe I need to watch who I'm hanging out with or like, you know, just get better. What is going on? Why does Cardi B not have her own bodyguards? Did, didn't Takashi, Why is she fighting her did, own didn't, stuff? Didn't, didn't Y'all seen how the bodyguards do? And didn't they mess them up pretty badly at some point? What is the Final Destination shit on Post Malone coming for Takashi 6ix9ine now? I think he's talking about when he got beat up and they kidnapped him or whatever. Yeah. A lot of people are saying <laughs> they kidnapped him? Yeah, yeah they I kidnapped heard about him that. Maybe that has something to do with why he's calming down a bit. See, you could say that, but a lot of people say that it was fake. He was just trying to promote his song. Some will say it's some will say it's fake. Some will say, it's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, I don't know about that. All I know is that Takashi, after the whole altercation when he actually got charged for assault or whatever, he he got his own bodyguards and he started doing that messing around in public stuff because he knows that he could get in a lot of trouble. And Cardi B is so much more successful than Six Nine, so maybe Six Nine took that step a little faster than Cardi B did. But Cardi B needs to start 
paying attention to her surroundings and all that stuff, man, because this is money now. You know what I'm saying? She's messing with her money. I mean, if sh- if she's going to be singing about making money moves, she better be sticking to that. 